Are we going to start this no, podcast by talking about agendas? Hold on, mate. Oh, come on. He doesn't he doesn't handwrite them out every day, every week. Oh, do you know what? We're going to do a document really similar this week, but I'm going to start it from scratch. Well, of course he copies clear, and pastes it. You've clearly clocked on to what I've just said because you've then just gone, oh, I changed it this week. Yeah, I did change it this week because I thought, oh, well. Well, anyway, I suppose I have changed it this week, so welcome back to the 25th episode of Talking Heads and Tails. Um, it's been a week and a weekend and morning, hasn't it? Although... Morning takes different forms, doesn't it? So you've got, in London, obviously, the death and the funeral of the Queen. In the sort of wider Lee area, we've got Salford being knocked out of the Super League. So, how are you feeling, Brad? Uh, I was just double-checking that you got 25, right? Which, it's not bad, that, quarter of a century. It's the actual sum total of the amount of cricket runs Pat's got in the last three years. So, um, <laughs> probably not far off to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it has been a week. Well, as, as, right, we were talking at the beginning about our little agendas that we write for each podcast, and my title for, the, for my week has been Jubilation and what did I put? Jubilation and As both of them try and check it. So Jubilation and Heartbreak RL. Yeah. Which is pretty much just sums up my weekend. And I think the Heartbreak definitely took over the Jubilation. Obviously on Friday night I had a semi final which we won. So oh, my I team are in but the Roosters are in the final. But then slowly came crashing back down to earth when Salford got beat on Saturday and I'm still not over it and not sure I'll be over it until Lord knows. Yeah. Um, especially when especially when we're so in the game and so close to winning. So, but it's sport as people say. Yeah. Brad, can I um give you a little bit of look at it a different way? A bit more of a positive <laughs> spin. At the beginning of the year. If we told you Salford will get to a semi-final and lose to seven, to Saints, who are three times reigning champions and have been one of the best sides by far all year, in the semi-final, would you have taken it? Because I know you a million percent would have and was expecting Salford not even to get the playoffs. Right. I understand that point of view of like, oh, <laughs> take, take, the, take the nice little holistic point of view of at the start of the year you'd have taken this, but... Can't you can't take that on on the the more like the morning after getting so close? Is that one of the best Salford teams I've ever seen play? Well, it that genuinely probably is, and they play probably the best rugby. So, Brad, yeah, you, I'd have taken them to get to the semi final, but then I'd also want to mind to get into the grand final. And I, and I did get a note through, too. though. I suppose. Brad, I did look into it for you. I got a note back from the RFL to say, if you do want to complain about the referees, just write it up and put it in any any bin that you can find in in Lee, and they'll it'll, they'll they'll find it. They'll get back to them. Can I just say that? So we we were all together on on Saturday for for the listeners for all one of you. Uh, we had a engagement party, and Brad went to the game and then turned up late. No, I turned up after the after the after the game, and before he turned up, after the result happened, I said, "How long will it be until Brad mentions the words Chris and Kendall?" <laughs> Honestly, I saw him for about thirty seconds. I'd not even had a chance to say hello to his significant other before Brad could say Chris Kendall was shocking. Well, there's a bit of context to this because someone <laughs> came up to me and said, what about that decision? So I, in my response was, Chris Kendall, the man in the middle, the wanker in green, was the first person that came to my head. Yeah. And he's not the first time he's been mentioned on this podcast, which is rare for a rugby league referee to be mentioned. But when you can't officiate a game properly, then it's it's just one of them, but... No, I wasn't actually going to mention the ref. I was going to try and try and leave that one out, but as, as now you've mentioned it, it's just. I didn't think we were going to name names, though, Brad. Oh fucking! 
That was also that was also <laughs> something Brad said. Brad Brad said, "I would never blame the ref apart from Chris Kendall." I'd, I'd like to speak be speaking to two lads that watch the game and have some sort of view on it, but we have a lad who got into a league last week and a lad who supports St. Helens but doesn't know where the Tulsa Wicked Stadium is. So, it's I do, Brad. It's in St. Helens. <laughs> Well, um, so going back to the reason why uh, why we didn't watch the game, so we had an engagement party at the weekend for um, Eagle, friend of the pod, and his beautiful fiance. Uh, it was great to see you both. The, the note I've got on this is it was the first adult thing we'd really done as a group of friends, like. I don't know, like the group of friends that that we we're part of together. It kind of felt as as a changing of the guard almost. From whenever we see each other, oh. we're gonna get Did... absolutely smashed and drink for fourteen hours. And was that really deliberate, silly. Jed? Changing what? the guard. Sorry, it it wasn't no, but but thank you Can for be. picking up on it. And I'd like to think that we've changed and done this ad done this next adult thing, but. In reality, what did I do? I went out on Friday night, got smashed, got up Saturday and just started drinking straight away, turned up to this engagement party battered and then just carried on drinking for another 14 hours. But at this, the only difference was other people brought their girlfriends. And wished that they'd been drinking for 14 hours. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously, I, I just got this piece of information through before I start. we started recording. But as you two know, we bought a house plant, me and my life partner, another friend of the pod, <laughs> uh, for for uh, the couple to be wed uh, for for an engagement present. And whilst in Piccadilly train station, I got papped with said house plant. Uh, some guy came up to me asking if he can take a photo of me because he likes taking photos of people in the city and plants. It was a strange conversation, but I have just received said photo. Would you like to see it? Get that in the chat. Uh, yeah, get it in the chat. Good. And it'll also be going on to Twitter for all those listeners. So, it has been sent. Uh, Jed, that photo is... Like, I'm, not, I'm not being nasty. It's dreadful, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> it's, it's like on. It's like you're trying to hide behind the plant. <laughs> so some guy came up to you after I had that first one and said, great disguise, mate, no one can see you. So I've got oh. so many more questions now. I thought you just randomly was like, hey, do you want to just stand with your plant and I'll take a photo of you getting on the train? That was... did, you, did he say stand like this or was he a case of you wanted to stand like that? So I was already standing like that because we didn't have a bag for the plant. We, like, friend of the pod was getting one from inside Sainsbury's. So the bottom of the plant had loads of soil falling out. So I couldn't hold it like close to me because it would have got loads of soil over my white t shirt. But, um, so yeah, so I just was walking around holding it like that. We got a bag and then it was easier to transport. But yeah, I was just standing with it like that. Genuinely, I'm surprised that I, I didn't know what to expect from the photo, but it shocked me. It, it, it's also a really good conversation starter, must I admit. House plant. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was a very good conversation starter. Don't get and me what... wrong, I, I like it. I just it's not what I I don't know why, but it just wasn't what I was I expect what I was expecting. I don't like the light on my on my face. You look like you're going to be in like an art exhibition. The mannequins yeah, you that's be. what he was going for. The mannequins put so. me off a bit too. Do you know in the uh, in the display? Do you actually want to know what he said? It was like if you just shuffle a few paces to the right, so you're next to the mannequin. Oh, he sounds like an interesting guy. I'd like to meet him. Yeah, I mean, he's called Howard Jackson. Does he sell his work? Um, I don't know, but I, I'd hope he wouldn't sell that because uh, I, I got it for free. 
It's a very tasteful houseplant. Oh, I'm really impressed with the houseplant. Don't get me wrong. Um, I'm also wondering as to why he's not put a watermark on it. Yeah. It's because he sent it, because I'm I'm the subject. And surely he can't copyright a photo of me. It looks like you're posing for like a... Do you remember we had a friend, we do have a friend of the pod who uh, lives in London and used to work in fashion? Yes. It looks like you're posing to like model clothes of uh, up and coming brand. Yeah, I agree. Um, it is a brilliant photo, though. Are you going to get it printed? I'm going to get it framed. So, do you know, like, when there's murals of footballers on the side of, like, houses and stuff, I'm going to do that to Pat's house when we go up to Newcastle? <laughs> um, check the group chat in all of five seconds. I've got something for you. Is it just a funny comment rinsing me? <laughs> um, no, check now. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> so, for the listener... Brad has created a sticker out of this. Put um, that on the other group. If you want to buy said sticker as merch, we can send it to you via WhatsApp. Do you think we could request. have? A, do you think we could have it as an NFT? That would be sick. Yeah, let, let's have a let's have an NFT of that, and we'll be selling that to um, our listeners. Let me just say that was quick. That was Brad. I'm very impressed. <laughs> I'm very, very impressed. Great work, Brad. Um, I suppose oh. we we never got we never got around to it, Brad. Brad, how how was your week? What what have you actually been up to? Uh, oh, so obviously played Friday, went to watch Salford Saturday, went to the engagement party, and then I've been miserable since because Salford got beat. Mm. Um, Not ideal. No, other than that, actually. So obviously Sunday, no. Sunday was a bit of a write-off. I don't know what I did on Sunday. But um, Monday, obviously, Queen Lizzie's uh, funeral, which I'm not really that fond of watching funerals or being at funerals and watching them on live TV. I'm not sure about you. You People can watch it. People don't have to watch it. So we watched, obviously, the church bit. They went on a walk in, um, in Bowdoin near... In Matchway, Manchester, and halfway around this walk, in the middle of the woods, is like literally inside the woods is like a cafe and like a pizza shop, and it was like class, but it was absolutely rammed, which I thought was even even weird for a Monday. But yeah, that's what I did on my weekend. Nothing too interesting. Um. Well, I mean, going to a rugby game is interesting, especially a semi-final, but you just don't want to talk about it. I know, yeah. I think you can, I'm probably off guard and I don't want to talk about what I've done this weekend because it just brings back bad memories, bad memories. Yeah. I, um, I love how, going back to the agenda point we had earlier, Pat changed the agenda just because he wanted to get a rinse on you because that's what you did to him recently, like a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so win some you lose some I guess yeah exactly um, but yeah that's good Brad uh, getting getting into your work now a bit of bread and butter as the week goes on it's got to be done really answer it's got to be done but the um, the Irish yen is, is falling so might have a busy night yeah exactly mate You them, them stocks them bloody Croatian rubles. You don't know what they're doing. No. Yeah. You know what they say about the Irish yen, Brad? When <laughs> when the Irish yen breaks its arm, the whole world can't do press ups. Yeah. Well, that says a lot, yeah. doesn't it? Pat, anyway, you, obviously, complete anti royalist, so didn't even think about watching the TV on Monday. That is unnecessary. Um,. He worked. Is that anti-royal? He worked. Shocking. Yeah. So I worked Monday. Um, I watched a bit of it. I tell you what. I tell you one thing that was quite emotional. Um, singing. Obviously, I didn't sing it, but singing. The two things. Singing "God Save the Queen" for the last time. I thought that was pretty, pretty, 
pretty emotional. Yeah. And the bag, the bagpipe thing, the the slow walk and the bagpipes going away from the coffin, that was pretty um pretty special actually. It, it, that I was quite impressed. Um, not anti royalist. We won't go. We won't go into that here and now. Um, not anti royalist. To be fair, we have already solved the royal family on this podcast before, episode eighteen, yeah. I think. Um, yep. Just to recap, we're going to treat it a bit like jury service. Every four years, we'll have like a jubilee or something. And yep. You you have to be on the committee for four years as a jury service yep. kind of thing, uh, and then yep. that that service also make up titles for different people we've been through that yeah we have been through that i think the only thought that i've had recently was um how is inheritance tax gonna hit prince charles but yeah don't know just a thought everyone else gets has to pay it um what they're gonna have to they're gonna have to flog buckingham palace i, I mean don't know 40 percent of her estate's a fair amount like isn't it so yeah that's my only thought recently inheritance tax doesn't affect the royals well, um, they do get an allowance, don't they? So, obviously, Phillips was freed in 25 grand, which then goes on to the Queen. So, they've got 650 grand tax-free there. So, be, inter- <laughs> be, be interesting to see, see how they use that 650 grand. True, true. Um, but, yeah, my week's been fine. Uh, ups and downs, I think. Downs being, went out for a bike ride one lunchtime and and honestly it was warm it was sunny no not a cloud in the sky and the way that the weather's been ever since it it it, it probably could have been the last day of summer for me um i got my bike went out it was nice and warm thought quick lunchtime spin got about two and a half kilometers in nah three kilometers in um and an allen key went through my back tire and I had to walk all the way home in lycra and cycling shoes, so that wasn't great. Is that uh, did that really scupper your preparation for your triathlon you were going to do this year? Yeah, yeah, the triathlon that was last month. Oh, how did you get on? Yeah, all right, actually. Um, I did so well that they basically said I was disqualified because I was too fast. <laughs> so didn't I didn't get a time in the end, which is really unfortunate. But uh, did you get a medal? Yeah. No, didn't give out medals. I think they're being environmentally sort of friendly. Didn't want to get a load made. So yeah, absolutely. Honestly, gutted. There's absolutely no record of me doing it. Um, <laughs> Which is a real shame, considering I won as well. Uh, no, that was that was definitely a down. Uh, up, however, on the way back from engagement party, I had had a few bevs, um, put some petrol in George's car, and went in to find that Greg's in Weatherby Services sells petrol. So I walked in, and the Greg's lady was like, "Hey, you're right. What pump have you got?" And I was like, "Whoa." like pump six and two sausage rolls please and that was just the highlight of my night yes that's mega have you yeah so is the greg's moved no there's two greg's no no, there's a greg's in like the petrol station better the weather day i walked Uh, in and it was all shut except for the greg's at the back what a time to be alive it's like an mns mns to enter yeah, it's mad. It's absolutely do you know, mad. Do you ever find going into Weatherby uh, petrol station? It's just dead. Comp- it's a lot more complicated than what it needs to be. But you have to go in and round. Yeah, and then you, well, you got to go in and round, but then trying to try and peel off into the petrol station is also not as easy as what it could have been because you feel like you're just going through Potter's drive-through. Yeah, I, I think we accidentally pulled into like the lorry park as well on the way around. I don't know how we did it. I, I don't remember much, but yeah, it is complex. They're trying to draw you in to go to the main place, aren't they, and spend more money? Yeah. Yeah. Good. But yeah, Weatherby we, Services, was it still up there? Yeah, I mean, when's it not? It's, better, it's so much better. When all these people come out of the woodwork and say, Oh, I think T-Bay is really nice. No, it's not. Stop kidding yourself. There's nothing nice about T-Bay. It's overpriced and full of complete balance. Get yourself to Weatherby. Get yourself a nice sausage, bean and cheese melt. And 
if you fancy it, some Percy picks as well. Yeah, because oh, you can do that. Was... We actually um, on, the, on Saturday on the way speaking of services on the way to the said engagement party went past the services that has a Nando's and a Leon. Which oh, I think nice. What, yeah, Leeds Skelton Services. I think a Nando's is a bit excessive for a service station. Hundred percent. Leon's okay. Nando's for services. Leon's okay because it's a bit takeaway. I'm not a massive fan of Leon anyway, but I thought Nando's. You, you are pushed. Who's who's there? Who's sitting down for forty five minutes to an hour in the services? People do, do though. Like it. Well, it I get... It's mad, but people do. Yeah, and lorry drivers, don't they have, like, laws that they have to take so much of a break after so much driving? Yeah, so do bus drivers, if you still... If you you seem to have quickly forgotten the longest sit in Durham services I've ever had to endure in my entire life. Yeah, that was grim. Um, I have just seen something on Twitter, and I'm going to send it to you both, and I... This is from a famous, famous mayo spreader from Bradford. And I just want you to see what you think of this. Bradford, obviously, notoriously a rugby club that have been in some financial difficulty in the past, so to speak. Bradford, not a hugely affluent area. And Bradford, also not a top-level rugby league team at the minute. Do you know what? I'm I'm very much done with rugby league, but I'm even more done with Bradford Bulls and their association with the RFL. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. So Odsall is already owned by the RFL and they rent it back to Bradford. Bradford Bradford's income is dependent Bradford's income from the RFL is dependent on how many people they push through the gate. They just falsify the numbers all the time. They also have half an in-goal because it's Speedway track. Yeah. Which Speedway, when I was growing up, was always on before Rugby League and it was some sport to watch. Did you ever watch it? Yeah. Uh, the, like, it always had like proper random, like teams from proper random places like pool. Like Pedersen the was the best pool? one. Yeah. Ped- I remember a guy called Pedersen, I think it was. Mega. Honestly, have you seen some of the comments here? They are quite funny. So, um, Phil, he's my, fa- he's my favourite. Hope the aircon is state-of-the-art. Don't want any intruders in the commentary box. <laughs> so, for other people, that uh, the tweet is about Bradford Council uh, unveiling, unveiling highly ambitious plans to create 250,000 capacity stadium for the Bradford Bulls and it looks like it's a stadium with a roof in the middle of Bradford. Jesus. 25,000, my bad. <laughs> it's been a long day. How much but, money have Bradford Bulls spent on uh, the CGI Bradford Bulls flags being used in a, sort of a... I don't know. What, what would you call that image? It's like... Yeah, in a in a full stadium, concept. which which Bradford would never get. <laughs> Can I just say, no team, no teams in Super League would fill a twenty five thousand seat stadium. No Super League game currently would fill that stadium. The record right is the Catalan v Wigan game at the New Camp, but obviously that was because it was at the New Camp. But other than that. You know, you don't get anywhere close to it. It just, it just baffles me. Like, why would they even think about? <laughs> they got into the boardroom and got right. We get a new stadium for Bradford. What should, what should we do to just set ourselves out from the rest? Why don't we make it five times bit bigger than our current average attendance? Actually, I'm going to do some deorin. Bradford Bulls average attendance. I yeah, I bet it's bad. But um, or oh, I'm guessing one thousand eight hundred. No, no, I'm not because that's Salford average attendance. I'm guessing <laughs> 700. So the average, the average attendance is 3,888. That's surely that's not true this year. 
Yeah, so far, well, but what, as I said, they fudge all the numbers, don't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I just cannot see, I just can't see it happening. My favourite comment is the Bradford Council of the budget to pay for this. Yeah, although someone, see, we're, we're going to descend into, into politics here, but someone's then put, well, if levelling up happens, you know, they're going to have the money and quite honestly who's believing that lie that they've been sold yeah and to, to be fair a bit of feedback i have got from the pod recently is we don't do enough political satire okay i'm not seeing liz truss looking at this concept going you know what they deserve this in bradford yeah liz truss to-do list Take the cap off uh, investment bankers' bonuses and build a twenty-five thousand seat stadium in Bradford. It's a guy that's tweeted it as well. The game caller, he's just absolutely full of mayo in it. Yeah, absolutely loves it. But yeah, inspiring in a way. I quite like it. I'm going to send send you both a photo of what the AJ Bell was going to look like. Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, sorry to hijack this part of the um, the podcast, but I just thought it was. Concepts for a Super League stadium. The AJ Bell would probably be the last on my list. <laughs> Judd. <laughs> Brad, what's your comments to that? If so it weren't for the red seats. It's, it, well, it, no. It kind of looks like an Irish stadium, I'm not going to lie. It just looks stupid. Right, one minute. Now, how does a stadium look Irish? Well, what it looks like the Aviva Stadium, to be fair. Do you think? I feel like we need to put links in to the, this, this week's description to the pod. Yeah. So people have reference material. Yeah, I agree. I will just retweet them all for a one... Our, our two followers to to look at. Um, but no, but, I on. think this is also off the back. I, was, I think some fish you got to grab for balls because some of them comments are saying that it's going to be like England's international stadium. I don't know why Bradford have got like where they've got this idea that they're like their homeland of rugby league when they've been irrelevant for about 10 years. And I mean, massively, massively irrelevant and can't even build the team to get back up. Yeah, exactly. So, not sure what's going on there. Brad, shall we move on to your predictions? Or well, our predictions? Are we having the engagement parties your weekend with you? Or? Um, yeah, to be fair, there's not much else. Uh, bought a three-foot house plant as a little bit of... Uh, as as a funny thing, as I said, with life partner it was interesting getting that from manchester to south leeds uh, and yesterday i spent the afternoon helping my sister paint her new flat which was nice uh, it was good to feel like i was helping but can you paint so it's it's a double-edged sword really because like everything's going the carpet's going all the kitchen's going all the bathroom's going it's stripping everything out so that means you don't have to care about where you get paint but the second edge to that sword is you just get fucking covered in paint because you're just splatting it everywhere. I, I think painting is a really, really bad, bad, bad. I class it as a chore. Yeah, it's never like I don't mind. I don't mind it. It's one of those tasks that you can just put a podcast on or some music on and just get on with it. So I don't mind it from that respect. Like a bit like driving or going for a walk. Um, and you feel like you'd achieve something afterwards. We got everything finished. We literally finished the last wall with like the last drop of paint we've got. We had, so that was lucky. But yeah, glad it's all done for it. But yeah, apart from that, not much to report to be honest. So happy to happy to go on to the predictions. It's a uh, yeah, no happy to go on the predictions. It's. For me, it's the setting up and tidying up after painting. Like, when you're actually painting, it's fine. It's boring and boring to prep, though. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like, we didn't have to really prep. Like, you don't have to put loads of dust sheets down and stuff because the paint could just get anywhere. Nice. 
Like um, again, same with tidying up, really, apart from like the trays and stuff. It's not too bad. Right, predictions. So, do I do NRL first? Yeah. Only two games this week, obviously, because it was the elimination round. Uh, Eels v Raiders. Jed's the only one that got this right. Yeah, the boys. But it Eels by a lot, and the prediction was by four, so no additional bonus points, unfortunately. And then Bunnies v Sharks. Uh, a round of applause for Patrick O'Hulahan as he has got his first notch on the board. Thanks. It's been a year coming, on it? Um, so, one, two, three. Well, out of six predictions, you got one right. So, better than your bets the other day on the um, football. Yeah. 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 Much better, to be fair. And I also went bunnies by two. Jesuit Sharks by one. Ooh. That's not ideal. It was Bunnies by a <clears throat> Yeah. Both not blowouts, great. which is interesting. So, I think... I, I, I genuinely thought the Bunnies and the Sharks game, they'd have just ran each other into the ground so then Panthers can walk through the next team. But the Bunnies were allowed to rest up by the end of the game, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and then move on to Friday switching Super League we all went Wigan and it was Leeds nice we're really bad at these Super League predictions oh Mm. dreadful we are every week we've had them all go wrong well one game none of us get it and then Saints v Salford obviously I went Salford by 12 uh, which didn't happen Pat you you went Saints by 10 after change your prediction, so you lose your minus one point for change your prediction during nah, the week. I changed my prediction to Saints. Yeah, but you change it during the week, so you get a minus point for that. Right, okay, understand. Does it not cancel out because I got the prediction right? Uh, no. <laughs> Only enough, you're not governing this, so minus <laughs> yeah. one point. Yeah, uh, can, we just, can we just go back to that, actually? Pat changing his predictions after the team sheets came out was the most ludicrous part of this whole process. Why did he think that was all right? Oh yeah. Oh, I, oh I'll go Salford just to just to like it's been get on Brad's since... good side. Blah 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 yeah. blah, and trying to annoy Jed. Oh, but then the team list come out. Brody Croft's not playing. Fucking chocolate it's... starfish is flapping, and he changes his bloody <laughs> prediction. There's so many caveats to it because he, he predicted Salford because he thought plus 10 meant they're going to win by 10 points. Absolute wally. Um, <laughs> but so, yeah, so you're on minus points for that part. And then Jed, you went Saints by eight, but unfortunately, Saints by seven. Oh, come on. No. That's not a bad <laughs> It's a good shout, that. Well, unfortunately, you're. Your team went for a drop goal instead of a penalty goal, so just a one point. So I'll take the fourth grand final appearance in a row, lad. Oh, are you going? <laughs> uh, I unfortunately can't go. Unfortunately, <laughs> oh. oh, I did see them win there last year, though, as you were, I, as you are aware, because you were there with me. I was. Um, I don't think I'm going to go this weekend. Why? Because your team aren't there. Yeah, I wouldn't even, mate. I went last year and the team weren't there, but I don't know. Just hate to be Leeds. Just one of them. Done with rugby league. Done with rugby league. Rugby leagues. Until next year, eh? Oh, well, until October 15th when the World Cup starts. We'll have some right predictions then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll do. Yeah. Agreed. That will be weekly predictions. Rubbly World Cup say, preview is going to be our feature later on in the pod. But I was going to say, we can't move on to football, can we, Brad? Not with you drawing with Bournemouth. Jesus, I, I, don't, I don't bring football <laughs> up either. <laughs> um, right. Predictions for wait, this week? Did you see the penalty Newcastle got this weekend? 
Yeah, they also... No, nah, I'm not even going <laughs> to... not buy in. Um, predictions for next weekend. I'm not I'm not even playing, Brad. <laughs> Jeez. That money's getting circulated right through the Premier League, isn't it? Yeah, so... Right, we'll start with the NRL. So the first game up is Cowboys v Eels. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to go Eels by 10. Okay, who do you want next? Uh, the better looking one of the two here. Okay, so I'll go <laughs> North Queensland by two. Uh, I'm going to go Eels by... Also, to add to my prediction, I think Parramatta are going to play awfully and nearly get the win playing awfully, but just just miss out by them two points. I can't put a bet on like that, Jed. There's, there's no, there's, there's no average performance. Meter. Yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just adding a bit of um, fan opinion, adding a, adding a bit of narrative to, yeah, <laughs> bit of, of pizzazz, bit of pizzazz. You and the next it. game is the Panthers beat Bunnies. Uh, Pat first. Bunnies are going to win by 10. Jesus. Jed? Um, sorry, this isn't a dig. This is a genuine question, Pat. Is this the first time you've you've like followed an NRL like finals? Like straight this is through? the first time I've followed an NRL season. season all the way through. Yeah. Nice, what have you thought? Really enjoyed it, actually. Um, I think... Do you know what? If Pan- if the Panthers lose, I do think it is a bit harsh to absolutely dominate a season and then the grand final to be decided on the finals rounds. But I guess Two that's words. just part of, the, part of the fun of it. Two words. Fuck them. <laughs> I had a feeling but, you were going to say that, Brass. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's coming from somebody whose team's done well all year and then got knocked out in the finals. Uh, go on, Brad. What are you, who do you want? Do you want me? <laughs> uh, you're you're up now, which you know, Panthers. Yeah, you're such Panthers. a big fan of Panthers. I'm going to go two years ago. Panthers. I'm going to go my team, the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> the boys, my lads. I'm going to go the Panthers by sixteen. That is a big result. Yeah, can I just say, I do think the Bunnies are have been throbbing a bit, but I just don't see them doing it. I see I see Nathan Cleary masterclass on the horizon. Yeah, I'm going to Panthers by 21. Ooh. I think it'll be a battering. I think Bunnies are a bit tired. Yeah, they've been, they've been uh, a few slogs, haven't they? Yeah. And then, oh, the big one, the big grand final, which everyone's really excited to go watch. Jed will be there supporting his team, St. Helens, at the Old Trafford, like he goes for the last three years. To be Jed, fair, you... I couldn't go two years ago because A, it wasn't at Old Trafford, and B, there were no fans there. Um, I'm going to go St. Helens, obviously. And one thing I would say is it's, it's a bit upsetting that not just for St. Helens as a team, for the spectator, that Alex Wormsley and Morgan Knowles aren't playing. Oh, fuck off. He nearly snapped his shoulder. <laughs> I, I mean, thought you were going to say, you, is it, you, you feel a bit bad for the supporter, but they have to watch St. Helens in another grand final. No, no to be fair, I'm never going to be... Sorry for the supporter for that, because you always want to watch the best team in the grand final, don't you? So every every supporter of rugby league's got what they wanted for the past four years. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go Saints by fourteen. Just with you know, obviously with bands after a game, how does that benefit the team that has just played against said person? Yeah, it doesn't. Especially when they're getting a two-game ban, it's like a clear and obvious video ref. Get involved. Get. I know. Just stupid. Right, uh, we're going Saints by fourteen. 
14. Um, I will go Leeds uh, by eight. Saints by eight. I'm not actually sure who I want to win. Because I get no joy out of either of them winning, really. But Saints, I think. Yeah, I want Saints to win. I think you should as well, <laughs> Brad. Right, I'll keep my prediction of Leeds. I think they'll do it. I think they're on. They've hit form at the right time. I think Saints will knackered in the second half on Saturday. So, have Saints lost? Have Leeds lost Caesar or not? Yeah. So the HIA rules means because he failed it, he has to miss a game. He didn't fail his HIA though. Well, there was something. To, to be fair, I heard that on the Matty John show, and as we all know. Australian media know absolutely cock all about English rugby league, so it could be the biggest pile of shite I've we've heard today. Ah uh, no, Caesar is out. Caesar and Morgan Gannon are out. Oh, Morgan Gannon's a big loss. Anyway, rugby is boring. Go on, Pat. Have you got your Pat sats? No, not doing pat stats this week. Do you want me to? Do you want me to do the feature this week, or Jed, do you want to do your? Uh, so I'll you do your feature, but can I come up with the theme tune? Can we just have yeah. theme tune for Pat's segments? Yeah, that's fine. All right, I'll that. <laughs> Class. Hi, and you're listening to Talking Heads and Tails, where this segment is going to be brought to you by our very own Patty W. Patty W, take um, it away. So, this week, uh, I thought of a segment, because I've been listening to a few good podcasts and thinking, oh, that's quite, that's quite an interesting idea. Um, and one thing that I've been doing to pass the time recently, which is a very weird thing to do, is read uh, Google reviews of places that I've been, because... Um, I think, yeah, I just think people are really funny and would be willing to complain about anything and they write some really funny stuff. Um, I did go to Sainsbury's and I got reading them recently, but they were quite boring. Um, So I thought to add an extra dimension to this segment, uh, I've collected a number of reviews of places, a place, and each time we do it, it's going to be a new place, a place that all three of us have all been together. Nice. And I'm going to read them now, one at a time. And at the end, I suppose after a few, you might start a clock, which what it is. But um, at the end, you can sort of guess which one it is, and we can we can review people's reviews. Can so you're going to... Can we guess now without actually hiring a single one? Uh, yeah, if you want. I won't tell you the answer. Uh, that bar we went to Friday... Well, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It went in Newcastle recently. I think it's going to be terrace in Manchester. No. Okay. The, neither. Yeah. Um, I did, however, save one one uh, one uh, review from the Sainsbury's that I went to the other day to do my big shop before the bank holiday, and I just thought I'd read it here because it made me laugh. Uh, less and less tills with real people on them each time I go with the like the dubious face it's got one eyebrow raised welcome to the new world order where people's jobs are being taken over by technology and a robot emoji which just just tickled me thought that was interesting right the reviews are starting go on the best bar in town great atmosphere brilliant DJ and the best door staff in Sergeant Peppers Said City. A, night, a nice atmosphere and great draft beers, but not like most bars. <laughs> Fell out of place. <laughs> oh, this is a good one. <clears throat> oh. 
felt out of place in here as I had all of my teeth and a matching <laughs> pair of shoes. <laughs> it's got some target peppers. Awful. Full of knackers. Cheap though. Yeah. Is it this is it the city pub? <laughs> Curry and chips vomited twenty minutes later. One star. That was from John. <laughs> Twelve friend of the pod, I like it. Yeah, this is uh this is I thought this was a bit of a U-turn review. Not great staff, not friendly, felt unwelcome. However, the people inside were friendly enough. That's good. Um, and then Jay, are you will... guessing Sergeant Peppers? Yeah. I'm so going to guess the, last... the City Pub. You're going to guess the City Pub. Just going to... So this final one, I've got one more, and then the final one's going to give it away. My mate had her purse and bus pass stolen tonight. The drinks are rank, but the music is good. Oh, there's no music in City Pub. You've locked that in. Right, well, this will give you your answer. Wow. I mean, just wow. I was dragged here for a stag do and was literally gobsmacked. The only bar where everyone drank from either bottles or cans because they knew how rank the beer was. The toilet smelt of a sewer on a hot sunny day and it was clear that this place is full of old, single or old, desperate single people wanting to meet. If this is your thing, then I've found your oasis. Welcome to Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> Fucking love it. Honestly. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh. I, don't, I don't think I've ever ordered a pint in Sergeant Peppers either. No, because there's always mint deals on cans. On <laughs> I think the best, the best for me, the best review is from Ben. Uh, he's only ever given two reviews. Um, this one's one star, and it has to be, fell out of place in here as I had all of my teeth and a matching <laughs> pair of shoes on. The matching <laughs> pair of shoes is like the creme de It's the chef kiss of that. Can you have a look at Ben's profile, see where else he's left a review? <laughs> Please. Yeah, will do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Sergeant Pepper's Newcastle establishment. If you've never been, you should go. It is definitely an eye-opening experience, and it's the place where we used to frequent most Wednesday nights when we we're in uni on our rugby socials. We yeah, were the only sports team in both Newcastle. And North from universities ever to go there, which shows <laughs> probably more about us than it does about the place. Did we go there? We go there for um, when we when we have our little reunion, don't we? Yeah, well, we we usually try to, but it ends up being mentioned earlier on in the night, and then like the most random four people going, like one current lad, one fresher. One person who's just graduated, and then like a random old boy. I think there was a group of people that went like last year or the year before, and it was honestly as if we all got together, picked four names out of a hat, and then just said, "Okay, off you go." On the premise of that part, and Jed, have you ever actually left a Google review? Um, Never. I don't think so. I mean, my ex-partner. Uh, left a couple of <laughs> left a couple of bad trip advisor reviews uh, when we were on holiday, um, but that that more shows the person that she was uh, rather than the experiences. I could never be asked to be honest. Actually, I have left three. Have you? Yeah, don't know. One of them, I have no idea. I just rated something four stars with no comments. How do you? One check? of them. Uh, it's on your like if you go on settings and go on your profile um i've also reviewed a unnamed bistro in the pennines uh, that i have never been to and uh we once rented a like a van a take scotland and the guy said he's like a bloke who just does on his own he's like it'd be really useful you could review my caravan on on google so we did it so yeah how i've left three how do you find your views so go on google maps and and click like you'll have a little b in a circle and click your profile yeah and then where is it should be there so i've got i've got the screen up your profile yeah. got that yeah and then scroll down it says contributions what does it say under contributions 
Oh, I have I have done some reviews. Fuck it, I've done a few. I've done three. Here we go. You've done, th- you've done three. I've also done said bistro. <laughs> but I have been. Um, amazing food, friendly staff and great location. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Whose bistro is it? Which is ironic because it's only five out of five that you can give on Google. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, you were actually there. Friend, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod's family bistro. Oh, where we, had, where we had that really nice garlic soup. That was ridiculous. I have, I have Google reviewed seat unique Riverside cricket ground in Chesterley Street. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Not under the influence of alcohol. And then. North Terrace Pub in Newcastle. Five stars. I'm guessing that was when they reopened. Please review us on Google and we'll give you some money off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's me. Let's see. This is going to be fun. Let's see if I've got any TripAdvisor reviews. I can't find this reviews thing. So, you have to click. Click on the B and then it should come up my profile. I'm in my Google account. Is that right? Yeah. No, it goes on. You go on Google Maps first. Specifically, Google Maps. Yeah. Okay. Um. Reviews. No, I haven't wrote any reviews on TripAdvisor. So, whilst you find that, Brad. Oh, one I'm... contribution. Oh, go on. Reviews. It won't show it there. Hmm. I mean, I'm guessing it said Bistro in Pennine Village. Yeah, I imagine it is. Oh, it is, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Homely homely Fields to a lovely restaurant. The food is incredible. Joined by a warmly environment and friendly staff. We'll definitely be returning. <laughs> um, well, I enjoyed that, Brad. Yeah, I enjoyed that. So, yeah, very eloquent. Well, Pat, that was a great the uh, great segment. I really enjoyed it. Do you want me to play you out, please? <laughs> well timed. Thank you. It. Okay, so I mean, I'm we've we've had a quite a few random yarns on this pod, but I've got my story of the week, which is that's me. That's front center. Yeah. Also, what's the name of that eBay seller? Um, Rio Burr twenty nine. Um, um, so, as part of our, our coming to our podcast, we also love to purchase the most random stuff on eBay, namely around rugby league stuff. So, I think this is a segment that's coming of what have you purchased on eBay this week? And yeah, love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't going to do anyone any favors. <laughs> the bank account? No, we got. You know, we should do it so we've got a restriction of only spending £10 each week. Yeah. So, Brad, do you want the good news or do you want the bad news? Uh, good news? The good news is that's all, also the person I bought my witness training kit off the other week. Bad news <laughs> is it coming stinks. The bad news is I got a message off him today. Hi, mate. I may have already messaged you, but I'm puzzling together the mistake the courier made with all the parcels. So can I ask you if you received the right item? If what? If not, what have you received? Thanks. And then his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no matter what you receive, oh. it's always going to be the right item. And do you know Please. what I replied? Because it's 100% the truth. Uh, hi, thanks for your message. I still haven't received my item. <laughs> <laughs> um. And it was posted out a week ago. Oh, oh, he has had that something very simple that he could have made a bit of money from has become an absolute administrative nightmare for the guy. 
He's yeah, not I mean, made. He's not made much money. I've got. A, I've bought quite a, a decent hoodie for five pound, which you could yeah. probably get for twenty. Well, it probably retails at fifty quid. Yeah. Yeah, but like he's freed up a bit of space in his cupboard then, at least. At the least. But now he's going to have to sift through all this. What an absolute nightmare. I know. So not ideal. But I mean, he made even less money off me. Mine was two quid. It's not worth it, is it? Nah, yeah. So we'll have my story of the week last five minutes. Um, so this news actually broke today. Obviously, John Bateman got a, a three to five match ban. And now he's been named in the England Knights squad. So he can play some of his, or use some of his bans in their pre-season or pre-tournament games for the World Cup. Just want to know your thoughts because I think a it's ridiculous that he's been picked for the England Knights just to get around that loophole. Um, obviously, it's a mess of the RFL's making. But and then why do domestic bans count towards international rugby league? Like that just does not make, does not seem to make sense to me. Like it doesn't seem to happen in any any other sport. Jed, you talk about rugby league. Uh, it's just not backward sport going. Uh, I'm in the complete same boat. Like, why does the domestic game have to have any ties with the international game? It just doesn't make any sense. And if anything, it's just benefiting Wigan and also benefiting England for the World Cup. Which yeah. I understand the England bit, but just set, why instead of doing this stupid loophole, why not just go? Oh no, the bands don't count for international. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It almost discredits it more that he's playing extra games to use his bands up. Yeah. yeah. He never got, got picked for the Knights. Essentially, he's taken someone's deserved spot in the Knights squad. Yeah, that's yeah, what I've thought about. How can you yeah. get picked for a squad when you're not eligible to play? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, I agreed. mean, I, I, I must admit, I didn't know that. So, like, Someone, you know, like, I don't know. Someone could two-foot someone, horrible tackle in the Premier League this weekend or in a couple of weekends' time and get a ridiculous number of games banned but still go to the World Cup and play for their country. Yeah. I think, well, I think the NRL did the worst one where they delayed someone's ban. So someone got banned at the start of the of the playoffs. And he also he got a two game ban, but he won't be served until the first game of the next season. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, but I mean, it was an off field incident that, so I that one I kind of get a little bit more. But like, I just as you said, like it's benefiting Wigan, and that's the team that he did it for. It's shite for England that he's just going to get, but we're going to have to go for all this rigmarole, like. I just don't. It's actively annoying. Not many things in rugby league actively annoy me, but because I just understand it's a shower of shite sometimes. But this has, and I just think it's because it just doesn't make sense, but also makes sense whilst not making sense. And the more I think about it, the more I get stuck in a does this make sense or just completely not make sense loophole like a uh, whole. Can I also say something else that doesn't make sense? What? So the Super League Super League Awards are tonight. They started yeah. at quarter to ten. What? <laughs> to be fair, my dad's been to a couple of Man of Steel do's and he says they're a good crack. Because everyone's been on the drink for four hours before it starts. <laughs> quarter to ten. It's crazy, that, isn't it? Like, how, is, how is that promoting a sport? Anyway, so, yeah, what I don't that's know. like that's like NRL kickoff times. What why have they chosen quarter to ten? <laughs> yeah, NRL quick kickoff times are great. Um boys, is that us? I think so. Well, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening. Thank As you for always. rambling boys. We'd love to hear from Anybody that listens, if as long even if you just want to message us saying hi, 
just so we know you listen. It would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> Email talkingheadsandtails at gmail.com, Twitter at THNTPod. Please give us your suggestions for these segments because it's harder than you probably think coming up with them. But speak soon, boys. Bye. Bye-bye.